0: Hey, everyone. We are back. I don't know why it feels like it's been so long, but it feels like it's been forever since we've seen you guys. We are finally live again today. I am Jess. No, you're Shasta. (laughs) That's how used I am to uh, her going first, but I'm not Jess. I'm Shasta. (laughs) I'm Jess. (laughs) We're the chicks in charge, and we have a super awesome guest for you guys today. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the uh, Live with Drive guy, but can you guys uh, tell us what his name is? We're going to go ahead and bring him up, but um, see if you recognize him. All right. Oh. oh, there he is. Oh, is it is it Hollow Man? Oh, who is that? Kevin, Kevin Bacon, is that you? <laughs> Where you at? Where you at? It
1: see. is not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Optimus Prime.
1: <Or> Batman.
0: <laughs> oh no, or was that uh Darth Vader?
1: No, that was the guy from Batman. You
0: know? Oh oh uh, Bane.
1: Yes. Right.
2: Oh, it's <laughs> Steve Ursler. Hi, hey. I know you. Hey, friend. How are you?
1: I'm doing great.
2: How are you ladies
0: doing? So good. It's we so are. nice to have you on.
2: We're so excited to have you on the show today.
1: Yeah, I finally made it after X X amount of months. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what to really say, but you know, I am always happy to see y'all.
2: Yay. We're so happy to see you. We're so happy that you're here. You've had yes, some- he
1: stayed, so you know.
2: Yeah. Hmm. You've had some some big moves going on in your life lately. What what have you been up to?
1: Oh, well, we finally uh, finished the move in Nashville. So that, that's always been a blessing. So yeah, we moved from St. Louis to help pursue our daughter's singing and songwriting career. So if anybody is listening, I would tell you to follow Jenna Ressler. Um, So anyway, I'm always going to plug her. But yeah, on the weekends and even during the week now with down here in Nashville, they do these singer songwriting courses. So it's pretty wild to um, kind of listen to songwriters and how they create songs. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm learning a lot trying to be a sponge in a brand new industry. So what
0: would you say is the biggest difference living in Nashville as opposed to St. Louis? Oh
1: my gosh, everybody's so much nicer.
2: Really? Really? Oh,
1: it's I mean, even Jenna, like they went to the grocery store uh for the first time, you know, again two months ago. Jenna came back, just dad. Three people said hello to me, and I don't know who the hell they are. <laughs> And I was like, Jenna, you're in the South, you know? It's just, everybody is so nice. I mean, you know, me and my wife walked the dog the other day and we even commented like, we're just, you know, walking the dog and um, like four cars passed us in the neighborhood, every one of them wait, you know? And it's just, those are the little things that make, I think a huge difference, but everybody is so nice. Our neighbors are great. Um, you know, wherever we go out for the, the songwriting thing, everybody's just so approachable. So it's, it's, it's always refreshing. I love St. Louis. I still think St. Louis is a little bit like that, just not as much, maybe, you know. Yeah. You know, probably where you guys are at, right? I mean, everybody's friendly and you know, you guys are joplin-ish, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean everybody's I wouldn't say
2: everybody's super friendly around here. I will mostly say on, they're I mostly will on drugs. Yeah, mostly on drugs. <laughs> I will say when we went to was it Dallas that we went to and everybody was so where was N I A D A? Was that
0: Dallas? No, N-I-A-D-A was Vegas. N-A-D-A, N-A-D-A was, was
2: Dallas. It was at NADA. I came home and I'm like, everybody was so nice there. Mm-hmm. So friendly. Everywhere we went, that was where we went to Whataburger and we had that yes. girl. And <gasps> oh, we were like, can God. we will you move to Joplin and come work for us?
1: It
2: uh. was so amazing. The best customer service for a fast food joint I think yes. I've probably ever witnessed in my life. She was yeah. super amazing. Mm-hmm
1: i haven't heard the accent as much that's the only thing i was a little disappointed i thought there would be more of an accent like my wife's from kentucky so she'll mm-hmm. say
2: hi would you like <laughs> that sweet you southern know. accent
1: and, uh, you don't hear too much of a twang i mean there's a little bit but not as strong yeah
2: something that
0: surprised me about a place that has an accent that i would have never guessed is people in west virginia hmm. they have such a southern twang that You would never imagine because, like, that's almost northeast, but they're considered Midwest. Mm -hmm. But they have such a twang up there that it shocked me. Hmm. Like the first time I talked to people from West Virginia, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, are you from like Texas or Alabama?" And they're like, "No, I'm born and raised here." Like,
1: you guys guys just act like that, like,
0: huh? But they're they're super nice too. Like,
1: oh yeah, I mean, like I said, it's like that's. You know, everybody loves Nashville. I just was downtown uh, last night entertaining some folks. And so it was kind of cool to, you know, uh, go out there and just even walk around. Everybody just, hey, I mean, just downtown. Everybody's from my town. So I think everybody, when they come in to visit, they're expecting that southern hospitality. But it is pretty cool. I mean, and you just approach anybody. Like I said, I didn't know because I'm still getting familiar with where to park. I'm like, hey, where's a good place to park? guys, guy's are super helpful. I mean, just, I don't know. Just, you just tell the difference That's
0: have you awesome. have you had any um near celebrity run-ins with any country oh, music stars
1: not not yet the only one that i did because uh, there are a lot of people down here um one of my buddies uh he's friends with uh neil o'donnell who used to be a quarterback for the tennessee titans wow uh, as well as pittsburgh steelers and um he just said hey man i'm meeting up with us a, a buddy let's go out to dinner or whatever because he came, he drove up two hours and so we hooked up, and so I got to eat dinner with Neil O'Donnell and stuff. And he was, you know, it was really cool. He's uh, writing a book called uh, "One Man Speaks in a Huddle," and I was, it was pretty cool to kind of hear like some of his stories in football. And actually, talking about DC Twenty, I was telling him, I said, man, I'd love to coach you and be a speaker and talk about that because I think a lot of people always relate to sports analogies." And he was telling how he like a play cost him the whole Super Bowl when he was in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty wild
2: wow
0: that's that's cool that's
1: and i had so far
0: well and that's that's pretty cool considering you've yeah. only been there a couple months so far
1: yeah and my daughter did go out i mean I'm, I'm gonna hack up his name so i don't know who it was but apparently she's songwriting with a guy who's the cousin of some famous artist okay and, i mean but everybody knows somebody here in nashville it is oh, kind yeah. of interesting um one of the coaches we're looking at um you know you know knows the taylor swift story and things of that yeah. nature so it's pretty cool how everybody is you know that's been here a long time they have some relatable experience with somebody shape or form so great right.
2: yeah that's super awesome i'm i'm super excited for you and jenna i mean how awesome is that for her to have her entire family back her and move to nashville mm-hmm. just to show their support i mean that says a lot about you and your wife as parents and about how amazing jenna is and Shasta and i haven't even met her so yeah Well,
1: she, you know, it was a a long drawn out decision because I love St. Louis, but you know, the thing that, you know, I I still always remember this. I've told the story a hundred times already, but it is kind of a cool story. Um, I was flying up to Boston and, you know, they were egging me on for literally a year about moving to Nashville. And we were looking at Belmont. I mean, there's a whole other story, but I really just was tied to St. Louis. I don't want to leave St. Louis. I love, you know, it's just my, my hometown, but I just traveled so much. And, you know, my wife, my daughter sacrificed quite a bit, you know, me, not being around. And Mm -hmm. I just woke up literally one day and I just said, who am I to like, Not let her pursue her dream. I mean, that's really it. I wasn't trying to be really deep about it. And I just said, you know, I talked to the guys with, you know, my partners and just said, hey, it's okay if I, you know, take this journey and try it. I got nothing to lose and everything to gain. I literally told Jenna, I said, you're my million dollar horse that I'm willing to bet on. Let's just move on this. And, uh, you know, what's funny is she thought I said whore. Okay. So I even, (laughs) (laughs) you're my horse. You're my horse. (laughs) He's like, please, you know, so anyway, but no, so yeah, it, it was a, you know, we did this very quickly. And so a lot of headaches came with it, but we're finally settled in.
0: That's awesome. I, awesome. I love that for her. Um, You know, Nashville is such a city of dreams for musicians and where so many of them just get such that, that great start. And there's so many people there to help them too and, and other artists. And I hear great stories from so many musicians that did get their start there of how much, um support is in that city for them. So
1: I think they, they so. do they do. And we just played at the Bluebird Cafe like two weeks ago for the first time.
0: Oh, so that cool. was really cool. That's, That's awesome. Fun. I love that for you guys. So you mentioned DC20 earlier and you guys have another one coming up in October.
1: We do. Yeah. It's uh, October 23rd and 24th. Um this one is geared towards marketing and internet and um what we're trying to do is get drive centric stores and even non-drive centric stores to Kind of have a place to come and collectively share ideas but also uh just to network with one another um so yeah we're happy to have a couple of people like uh james curtainbach from uh shop automotive this guy is just real brilliant when it comes to marketing what he does for the shop automotive group and then uh, uh sammy from the Walzer auto group and so they're going to share what they do from a marketing side with other marketers and then mm-hmm. internet people that do marketing too but yeah we're, we're going to start opening it up to more non drive centric stores and think of it as being an educational, progressive resource mm-hmm. for other ships to come and learn.
0: Did I see in the announcement too, that this is also going to have um, some inclusion for some, for, for some BDC and BDMs as well.
1: Yeah. It's going to be marketing and internet directors. So mm-hmm. we're trying to, I, I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, cause I was talking to a couple of buddies that are selling using drive centric and I would love to almost do one for just salespeople where salespeople, uh, the question I have for dealers is would they invest in having like their salespeople come in to like, let's say, you know, just bring two salespeople in per store and learn new methodologies of really selling, using drive centric and their communication strategies, Mm -hmm. different aspects. So, I mean, I've, i thought about a lot of different things with what we can do with DC 20, but right now, like we're just doing three a year and uh, and it's it's hard to put on a show so i totally see what these trade show companies are doing
0: right so is this it, w- would this one in particular in october be best for marketing directors and internet managers or really anybody in the store who's interested in learning about this
1: yeah uh, yeah it's again if the content is more geared uh, cuz we'll have the other shows we did were for like gms gsms and things of that nature so we're trying to get like people together so they can collaborate Um, I would hate for, I mean, not that a general manager couldn't come, but, you know, if if I could get my marketing person to talk with like a Sammy or James Kurt or Mm -hmm. other people, that's, you know, we want everybody to kind of, you know, work it. You just as literally they're gonna walk out of there and they're gonna have friends all across the country that are marketing people that they never talked to. Right. And that's what I think. I think marketing people, especially even BC BD, directors, they may feel like they're in their own little bubble with, and they don't talk to so many people like right. maybe pay plan idea differently, or you know what I mean? Or how they can manage business rules differently with this new age. So that's what we're trying to do It's it's more of a dealer show, but we're trying to get the specialties together specifically so they can collaborate.
2: I think that's really cool. Shasta and I have talked a lot about how um, internet directors and BDC managers and directors don't get the same opportunity as a lot of the other departments in the store and how important it is that we kind of act as that connection for them to gain that network. I mean, Shasta and I get such a rare opportunity to go to all of these conferences and meet all of these amazing people like you, Steve, that, that these other BDMs and business development directors, they don't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times they get left out of that. And it's so important for them to grow as well as they're such an important part of the dealership And in order to keep everything running smoothly, everybody has to have that education and have those connections. And I think that's a big reason why Shasta and I wanted to start this podcast was to help people that couldn't make it out to the conferences, connect with other people in the industry. So I think it's really cool that you're doing something to bring them together.
1: Yeah. And and the best part about it is, is you don't get lost in a show. We usually have about 65, 70 people. At least that's what's been the average uh, we've actually had to say no to several folks because you know we want to make sure it's it stays kind of like a, a niche type right. uh, you know and, and that's what i think a lot of these shows are doing i mean you're seeing a lot of spinoffs of these shows to uh, you know even you know like i know uh, some other folks are building out a show just like what we just did and um, I think it's important. I think if you're going to invest in products, uh, you should be able to network with other dealers and how they're mm-hmm. using the products Absolutely. and getting better with it. And actually, I took that idea from the medical industry, because if I had a neurosurgeon that was learning a better procedure, I could fly him down to Miami. So he can do instead of two procedures a day, he did three procedures a day, which increased his revenue, uh, his you know, income, yada, yada, yada. So I, I looked at that model coming into automotive, and that's how DC20 was kind of invented.
0: That's a really good idea. And especially if he can collaborate with others and then, you know, teach others, this is how I do it. And then others start picking up on that. And then before you know it, it spreads like a wildfire.
1: Well, you just need more voice. I mean, it's just like anybody like you guys going out there and you guys are saying like you get people on the show, but it's still an army of one voice. And that's the thing, you know, when when I'm going out there, let's say I'm talking to these OEMs or educating OEMs. I'm really hoping there's synergies between our messages. So dealers hear the same message or BDCs hear the same message. It's not just one voice, one person's opinion. It's it's literally a culture that, you know, what's hopefully changing in automotive um, and people may not agree with what our message is. I mean, it is what it is, right? Everybody's going to have a different message based on what they're promoting. But I'm always trying to think of the greater good um, of the automotive industry where, you know, how practices are changing, whether they're on drive or not. You know, it's just, I mean, how customers are buying cars is how they're buying cars no matter what they're using.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it it leads into a topic that that we were talking about before the show and um, that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago that... Um, that not enough people are talking about. And I think it's because a lot of dealers aren't ready for the conversation. And we've talked about it on the show before. Um, And there are people out there talking about it, but it's, um, you know, how to properly use AI. And there's there's right ways to do it and there's wrong ways to do it. Um, But you were kind of, you and DriveCentric were kind of really the first ones to really do it from what I can see in the CRM
1: correct yeah no it's true it's uh i mean there's a lot of good ai tools out there there's nothing uh, i think all the technology how they program it there's a lot of great tools out there i think the unique feature we have is it's managed inside the crm because it's built within the crm so um and then you have chat gbt and we can program a lot of things with data points because that's how you have to look at crms are all database management tools but what you have to be thinking about is can I leverage technology to create conversational marketing within the database? So my people become responders versus like, I'm doing the task to do the task. I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but we can automate a lot of that stuff. So people are more effective and it's stirring up leads inside drive centric. So um, but yeah, I mean, the way I go out there and teach the AI or the way I would tell your listeners is if you have technology, you have to understand how it works. Yes, yes. So I can work and do other things around it. And I would tell you, like, my favorite analogy I tell everybody is, I don't know if you or you guys have a Roomba at your house, but I guarantee if you have a Roomba, you don't sweep as much, right? You mop, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you may spot sweep, okay? You may spot sweep. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. And so I'm not saying you're going to spot connect with your customers. You can see the AI doesn't do anything. You like that? what what's happening
0: jordan <laughs> cox it's so great seeing three chicks in charge all on one screen love you
1: steve wrestler well that guy i'm telling you tell him to get a skateboard and ride out of town. Oh. i mean you know where do you see a you know a 50 year old man on a skateboard these days i don't know i mean but whatever like oh dude there's God, cars no. there's cars but anyway oh, no. oh, oh, comic
2: threads about to pop off uh-oh
1: <laughs> thanks jordan um best
2: digs at steve in the comments yeah
1: yeah really big big on me all you want i got a comment for everything um but anyway but no but but you know if you have a roomba like what i was saying is you know the ai is like say texting and emailing then why wouldn't we go out there and have our people make the phone call and send the video so that's how you have to look at it um and if if the ai is getting you communication back i don't have to make a phone call i think what we have to teach you know, I don't care if it's BDC, if it's salespeople, managers, but, you know, even at centric, I tell my team, I said, well, you have to leverage the forms of communication to earn the right to get a phone call. Exactly. And that's the practice. I, you know, we scheduled probably a lot of this through text or, you know, obviously email. We don't get on the phone and say, oh, you want to do this podcast? You know, it's like, hey, we can set this all up via text. And then it's like a mini appointment. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd like to think about. Is you have an actual appointment, but when you have a conversation, schedule it like it's a mini phone call appointment.
0: Yep, exactly. And that's the crazy thing is, is it's so hard to change the mindset of people in this industry um, away from even phone calls. Um, you know, our team. You know, I'll I'll show them the importance of of having a good conversation over over text message or even email. Um, and, and getting that engagement and how you may never even have to talk to a, com- a yep. customer over the phone to get them into the showroom and they'll die on the phone call hill yep. before they even attempt to have a solid conversation over text message. And it's like guys text messaging is so much easier all the while while they're ringing they're sitting there on their phones texting it's like guys
1: well, but that's the thing. And and Chester, you and I talked about this before, mm-hmm. Jess, but I mean, like, here's the thing, and this is actually my presentation, I'm doing a digital dealer. So I'm kind of giving a little bit of the farm away, but I have a slide where it just goes out there and say, what do you celebrate? If I go out there and make a hundred phone calls, a hundred emails, hundred text messages, a hundred videos, what do you celebrate? And you're celebrating the activity in that case. Now, if I know that you get nine calls, like, you know, conversations on phone calls, you really need to celebrate those nine conversations, it just yeah, took right. 100 things to do it. And then my question is, were those real conversations? But now if I had hundred text message, I got 35 co- customers talking to me. Why don't we celebrate that? You know, and, it, and, and that's why I tell even our guys, like, I could care less what my people do to drive sales. All I care about is how many demos are you scheduling, which would be like an appointment. I don't care how you get it schedule the appointment do your demo with drive centric and i did that in other industries but that that's what you have to go out there and and talk about is and, and celebrate is forget about managing 100 calls 50 emails a day it's brain damage i'm sorry brain damage um go out there and track the um, how many engagements you're getting per day that's what we need to do
0: exactly Patrice says the industry is changing and we have to adjust with it. It's okay to try new things to get better results. I love Drive because it allows us to work those who have engaged with us versus just completing tasks. Uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. Engagement is where it's yeah. at, and that's yeah. that's where we have to focus our attentions. It's not just do the task, do the task, do the task, do the task over someone that hasn't engaged with us over 120 days. If somebody's engaging with us right now, that's going to take priority
2: over someone that hasn't engaged with us in 120 days. Well. Yeah. And Steve, you did a really good presentation at NIADA. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you dating your internet leads? And that was one of my favorite sessions that you did because it really dived deep into engagement and the AI gifts and what the benefit is in text message engagement as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I I just think if if we're going to talk about engagement strategies, I, I try to, I mean, there's a lot to cover obviously there, but I just try to look at it as like, just Talk to people like they're your friends, they're family. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Why do we make it so different? And and I think that's the thing is everybody. If we go out there and study the communication of the stores, um, the presentation I'm doing this digital dealer. It's I, I'm just fed up with the transactional communication right. versus conversational transactions you know or a conversation commerce let's just call it because people want to believe it or not have a genuine conversation I can't tell you how many times I get a I'll see a communication coming in drive centric where the customer says hey I'm sick with two grandbabies and you don't even acknowledge the two sick yep. grandbabies you just say well when can you come in? You know drives me insane. There is no if somebody said hey I you know I can't come in there for an appointment because I'm going on a two week vacation okay I'll see you when you come back on vacation you know come back why would you say, man, I wish I could take a two week vacation. You know, you almost have to. And, and that's what I'm trying to show is like I'm, I'm creating a new acronym, um, you know, it, for this new show. I'm not going to give it away. But uh, part of the acronym is going to be understanding how to structure a conversation going back to the customer un- by yes. listening to what they said, like acknowledge it and and then how to respond to that. Yes. So that, that people just got to pause and let your salespeople build a relationship through You know, I don't care if it's email, text, or phone, just build a relationship. That's what people want.
2: You you have to be able to show that empathy to your customers. I mean, if a customer says, you know, I just got into a car wreck, cool. When can you be here? Is not the right answer to that. Oh my gosh, are you and is everybody else involved okay? I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Let's show some empathy. Show your customers that you care. You will get a customer for a lifetime.
1: Yeah. Like, I I mean, who in the world right now, if I'm in the Kansas City market, Joplin market, if you're not going out there talking about the Chiefs today, how stupid are we not to acknowledge the first day of football? Now, you may get somebody, if somebody is not into football, they may say, well, I'm not really a football fan. Well, you just got some information right there, not to mention football to this customer. You know what I mean? It's all good. You know what I mean? But you know, if you're a football fan, why wouldn't you be bringing that up in your conversation? Because it is true conversation. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's the talk of the office today. Either people did their football picks or they made their fantasy draft team yep. or, um, you know, everybody's going to be watching a game tonight or,
2: or they're not. And if you're Shasta, you messed it all the way up.
0: Yeah. I, did. I
2: super, I, I either <laughs> messed
0: it up or I did really good. I don't know. I did my first fantasy football draft last night. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, you, uh, you probably saw it last night and, uh, Go, go. Feel free to judge me because we'll find out at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll we'll find out. I'll, I'll, hey, I'll tell you. I'll
1: tell you something else. I I'm, I'm kind of excited about now. This is for uh, coming out of N I A D A. You know, I was working with a lot of independent stores, and you know, they're not big lots and stuff. But I don't know even if if uh, some other stores would do this. But um, I thought it was kind of cool. One of the guys that I was talking to, I said, "You know what, you ought to do. You got such of a small lot. Why don't you name your cars?"
0: Oh. <gasps> that's cool. And, I, that cool and
1: so what he started doing was he started doing videos uh, and he would name his cars and and it was just kind of funny how you know the responses he got and i think that's a really good little thing like you know everybody you, know, you go to the PetSmart, and they got mm-hmm. dogs cats everybody's got a name on it whatever you know in the cage and, you, and that's how you bond with it. And all of a sudden, now the car is not just a car. It's, it's, you know, like I was saying, have a Star Wars theme. And I would be saying, hey, I got Chewbacca behind me. <laughs> you know, whatever. And uh, whatever. I would do something kind of fun and name all the cars. So all of a sudden now it's, I want to ride Chewy. Or I want to, you know, I don't know. It'd just be kind of something fun to do. But just another way to get engagement yeah. with your customers and see if they're listening to the video. It's almost like a little mini quiz. So, mm-hmm. Anyway, just something fun I thought I'd throw yeah, out. Just, how, how do, do you it not media?
0: engage with that if you if you aren't right. paying attention to it and be like, why did you name it Chewy? Right. Well, it's it's brown and
1: it's a shock factor. Yeah, it's just yeah. a shock factor. And I think that's um I think people are always looking for something like that. You know, like if you ever post a picture, like you know how goofy it was, but I, I posted a picture on LinkedIn, um and it was me, like I was moving in. And I, you probably saw it because it—I it, it, never had like eight thousand views in all my life. Okay, I'm just saying. I mean, but I posted a picture of me with uh, like totes or the you know the plastic totes, mm-hmm. and I made a homemade desk. And I on you know I had so I had four totes lined up. I had my second monitor, then had my computer monitor. I had another tote where I put my coffee cup. And you know somebody commented like, "Oh, I see you got a table stand too for your coffee cup." You know, and I was and in my chair was I was sitting on my the edge of my bed for my chair because I didn't have a chair. I mean, just everybody notices something, right. mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah, yeah, you, know, you just it's a shock factor. Mm-hmm. And I think people will always be inquisitive enough to kind of throw something out there. And I don't know. I think it's kind of funny just from posts what people will recognize. Or if I wear a hat. Wearing a hat is probably the best thing I can do on the weekend. I call it it's my relaxing hair day. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, because your hair is such a signature factor. Yep. Like, that's that's right. right.
1: And so I just say I don't have to do my hair up on the weekend, so I wear a hat.
0: So um, out of pure curiosity, like never would have planned to ask this question, but what what pomade or uh, hairstyling gel do you use? Ooh.
1: Oh, um, well, you know, <laughs> I do use obviously big, sexy hair. That's what oh. everybody, you know, you, ladies all know that. Um, but my wife has changed up a, a lot. Um, there was this... Um, Oh, I don't. know. She switched up on me. She always gets a different thing because she's a hairdresser. So I couldn't tell you the name of it, but it is kind of like a pomade. But you know, I usually like the cream one better than the yeah. like the really hard stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I'm due for a cut because mine decides me.
0: So is it a is it a one of these and you push it up and then it kind of just stays up? Like how do you get the volume?
1: Oh, yeah, it, it just because I got thick hair. But yeah, I have to blow dry it and brush it.
0: Oh, okay. So it's a, it's like a blowout, like a. That's mm-hmm. right. I mean I
1: should video something like someday. Good.
0: We need a we need a live with drive hair tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> <should do>. that be <laughs> his next TikTok. Yep, yeah, that would that'd probably go viral.
1: Oh I mean, yeah, people would I mean it's just goofy, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean but, but people
2: like goofy. They do. I mean they love you. oh You you're probably I mean, I can't think of anybody else in the automotive industry that has any has a personality similar to yours. No.
1: Uh you know, no, I mean, you know, I've been, I'll tell you what, the one thing is I, I will say, I mean, I'm just, it's pretty cool to be accepted in the automotive community. I know I've only been doing this nine years, but, um, you know, like I said, I, I I've always just never try to make an enemy. Um, I let the enemies kind of make me the enemy. Like, so, uh, in other industries, I always said, don't ever double cross me. Um, I trust everybody until they don't earn my trust. Um, yeah. Probably one of my biggest downfalls, but especially in automotive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But but again, I came from different industries, you know, medical and engineering, where you you just had to trust everybody. You know, you have to trust your team. You have to trust what your peers are saying. Even competitors just say ethical. And I get it like in automotive. Maybe it's not like that, but um, just like to stir the pot and build a reputation a little bit different. Look at Ashley here.
2: Ashley,
0: Ashley. We love Ashley.
1: See, She just went through the same thing I did. She just moved from Minnesota down, yeah, to, down to, to Texas. Texas. Yep. Bless her heart, man. I tell you, I don't wish moving upon anybody, man. We lived in a house for 20 years.
0: Right. I, I couldn't even imagine. Like, I mean, I think the furthest move I've made in my my memory times, like not when, not as a baby, was from Arkansas to here and here to Arkansas. And that's an hour. And that was traumatic enough. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think she get
1: rid of a lot of crap
0: yeah that's
1: the beauty of it and and i told my wife i said if we're not using it in a year just toss it
2: yeah so steve what do you think is the biggest mistake that you see the most often inside of stores when they use drive
1: uh responding to customers i mean it's just that i mean like i said i think the old habits die hard um you know doing the right activity at the right time if if i can tell dealerships to look at, let's say a 10 day cycle when the customers are entering their phone up or their internet leads and things like that, 80% of the time, the customer is buying a car within those 10 days or a little bit more. Right. And so if you just focus on those 10 days and then let technology take over the rest, um, that's what the dealerships need to focus on because I mean, as soon as they start seeing a digital showroom activity, like it, you know, I can see 10 customers that walked in my store. In most traditional CRMs, you can't see those 10 customers talking to your store. Mm-hmm, That's right. why they get ignored. And so with Drive, when you get that visibility to look and see every customer talking to you, you have to be in like what I call chat mode. Right. You know, I'm chatting with text. I'm chatting with email. I'm chatting with video. I'm chatting with live streaming. You know, you know I'm chatting to chat, right? It's, right. You, you have to be in responsive mode. And what I'm looking for is a 10-minute response time to an active conversation. And, and the and having managers being able to quarterback conversations when the salesperson's out selling a car, you know, it's like, we have this term called fumble. It's, it's probably the store more working together, um, versus having salespeople or BDC be on their own Island. You know, it it becomes more of a collaborative approach to the, the greater good of the store when they, they look at the engagement of the entire store.
0: Right. Yep.
1: So that's the hardest part. It's 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 a culture change. I, I tell everybody, um, you know, people say videos are a hard thing to build the culture on. But, you know, I always say is what sells your cars is number one, respond to the customers and keep that dialogue going mm-hmm. uh, back and forth video. No doubt adds um, to the you know, selling cars, uh, building that rapport, a positive reaction to that customer uh, to want to buy from you. That's just different than that stupid template that people send out. Mm -hmm, Right.
0: Exactly. You get
1: me going on templates. I'll freak out.
0: (laughs) Okay. Final, final two questions. I'll keep them short because I know we're we're on a time crunch. Um, You mentioned digital dealer and DC 20. What other conferences do you have coming up that people can find you at?
1: uh let's see well let's see digital dealer um I, I can't make the bourbon and cigars but um that one's coming up here actually next week but uh driving sales just canceled uh because of the oem stuff so that was kind of crazy mm-hmm. uh but we'll be at nada digital dealer dc20 obviously um I'm trying to think what else is going on there's it's just like trade show craziness you know yeah. oh a Sudacon. we're going to a Sudacon in baltimore okay. that's coming up this month um but yeah pretty much every trade show we're pretty much going to so uh used car week i'll be at used car week presenting awesome. so um yeah it's it's a lot of fun stuff but then you know who knows where i'll be at i mean i just go wherever i mean dealerships, you know hey if i mean if there's a group meeting um dealerships sometimes will do uh quarterly meetings with or annual meetings uh this time of year so i've done like presentations at front of groups you know, like video or the internet dating thing,
2: right? Um,
1: OEM yeah. meeting. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun.
2: Awesome. Who are you, uh, who
0: are you rooting for tonight in the, uh, in the games?
1: Casey's playing who?
0: Detroit. Well,
1: I'm rooting for Travis Kelsey, uh, cause he's on my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> there you <go>. <laughs> <back>. <laughs> so you better play tonight girl. Yes. I, um, I, I gotta look at all who's on my fantasy team i, I read for my fantasy team you that's know so, i mean i just enjoy the game if i got money on the game then so be it but i i'm not really betting anymore other than fantasy football took all my craves away from betting on the teams <laughs> that's fair
0: that's fair all right and then uh what's best way for everybody to connect with you
1: Oh my gosh! Just you know, hit me up on social. Uh, probably the best way. I mean, give a phone number out. Nobody's gonna write it down. And right. get it. It's an infomercial. Call <laughs> Steve Rustler three one four eight zero three four three three four. Hey, You're infomercial. Welcome. Write it down. No, they're not gonna write it down. DM me. Yeah, you know, the live and drive right. guys, Steve wrestler I'm all over the place.
0: Yeah, you are. All right, awesome. Thank you so much for uh, coming on with us yes. today. we have enjoyed. Oh, the thanks episode.
1: for having me, girls. Awesome. Working. Keep up the good work.
2: Thank you. We will see you in October at Digital Dealer. Yes, we will. All right, guys, in a world where you can be anything, remember to be kind. So, whenever you go out into the world this week, make sure to light it up. I am Jess. I'm Shasta. She is Shasta this time. Yes. And we've been the (laughs) chicks in charge. Thanks, everybody.